EV Comply, simplifying your charge point installations. Hello, it's Friday the 17th of February, another week, and yes, you guessed it, another podcast. Let's see what's been happening this week in this very busy industry. Let's start with this. Atom Power says that EV charging is a mess, and they have a £4 box that could help to fix it. Now, Anton Powers says its smart circuit breaker will make charging electric cars as cheap and easy as using Wi-Fi. Now, EV drivers would absolutely love this concept to be true. So, Atom Power, keep going if that's what you think you can achieve. Here's one for you. Do driving modes really matter in electric vehicles? Obviously, you've got sport, comfort and eco as different modes you can set. Now let's start with Eco. Does Eco need to go? Now Eco was first put in by making the car take off more slowly and increasing the amount of regenerative braking or regen as you'll know it. Now to put more charge back into the battery when braking, that was the point. Otherwise the BEV in drive was designed to not scare people new to EVs and slowed down more like an ice car as in only very gently. So that was the reason why they added um, eco mode into electric cars originally. But they're saying eco should be the first to go because after all, eco on an artifact of history when BEVs had short range and nervous drivers, it possibly worked. But now it does not add much in terms of range at all. And you would suspect most drivers are no longer as nervous in EVs. Now, a lot of EVs have left sport mode off when they're creating because we already know they're very fast. I don't think you can go much faster than what they're doing. So should we have modes at all on EVs or should they just all be scrapped? What do you think? Reynolds CEO Luca Di Meo on Thursday questioned the wisdom of price cuts that rivals have been implementing in a bid to bolster market share for their electric vehicle fleets. He said, we've seen competitors moving prices up and down. This is, of course, their decision, but I don't think it's a very healthy practice in the long term. As electric cars are ramping up in Europe, we need to have a healthy business. And so, in the case of Renault, the last thing I'm going to do is to compromise on the margins, you know, of electric cars. He told CNBC earlier on Thursday as well, the company did post records of cash flow for 2.1 billion euros and they did announce a dividend. In other news this week, Volkswagen has gone back to the drawing board for its long-awaited ID2 Urban EV. Providing its smallest electric car with a completely new exterior and interior that are set to be previewed on a new concept car this March. Scheduled to go on sale in 2025 at a target base price of around £20,000, the company's five-seater is being lined up to get the Golf name. This is according to Wolfsburg Insiders. Now, autocar sources have also confirmed that the Volkswagen ID2 will be the first VW based on the MEB Plus platform, an updated version of today's widely used MEB electric car structure that features lithium ion phosphate prismatic battery cells and charging speeds of up to 200 kW, among other developments. 
BP plans to invest $1 billion in EV charging across the US by 2030, helping to meet demand from Hertz expanding their EV rentals. Now, BP currently offers 22,000 EV charge points worldwide and aims for more than 100,000 globally by 2030, with around 90% rapid or ultra-fast. Now, Hertz, as I mentioned in the podcast last week, aims to make one quarter of its fleet electric by the end of 2024, and they have just placed another huge EV order. So hopefully Hertz and BP working together can make a big difference. Speaking of money, VinFast's founder is not putting any more of his own money into the EV maker. Now, the conglomerate is run by billionaire Pham Nhat Vyong, who also founded VinFast in 2017. The CEO said he currently has no plans yet to personally invest further. Besides the car-making operation, Vin Group is involved in technology, software, real estate, hospitality, retail, leisure parks, and education. According to the AAEV Recharge Report, the cost of flat rate charging on the public network fell by up to 8% compared to December here in the UK, but more providers have now introduced peak and off-peak rates. The cost of public slow charging typically carried out on lamppost charges fell by 8% to mirror the cost of domestic charging in January, while fast and rapid flat rates fell by 3% compared to December. Petrol pump prices in the same period fell by 1.7%. Peak rates across all speeds exceeding 70p per kWh with fast and rapid peak rates the most expensive on the market. However, all providers determined their peak times differently, so EV drivers are advised to check the costs prior to plugging in. While average petrol pump prices fell by 1.7% in January to 148.80 pence per litre, the cost per mile of running a typical petrol car came to 14.21 pence per mile. Now, Jack Cousins, head of road policy and EV charging, said the slight fall in electricity prices has been reflected in the flat rate prices EV drivers pay. The speed in which the prices fell is encouraging and hopefully means the rocket and feather approach to wholesale costs experienced in petrol prices won't be adopted by charge point operators. Now, I've got here the best-selling used electric cars in the UK. A record 71,071 used battery electric cars were sold in the UK last year. That's a raise of 37.5% on 2021. But which models were most popular with used car buyers? Well, since you've asked, here are the five best-selling used electric cars in the UK for the year 2022. Firstly, we've got the Nissan Leaf, 17,270 used EVs were sold. Tesla Model 3 came in second, 8,145 used Tesla EVs were uh, purchased. Then we've got in third, the Renault Zoe with 7,658. And then in fourth place, we've got the BMW i3 with 6,216. And then we've got in fifth place, the Jaguar I-Pace, 5,356 were used. Now, it's no surprise with the price of EVs, 
that secondhand is being purchased, but it's just great to hear that people are getting in EVs either way. Now, I've just mentioned that EVs are expensive, and of course, that is helping the secondhand EV market, as just shown with those figures. But what do you think about this idea? Now, electric car enthusiasts have been converting old vehicles, but you're talking about your classics, aren't you, really? You know, cars that you want to keep, but you want to electrify them. Now, it is a boutique industry around converting these vintage cars to electric, but it's growing. Now, it's an exclusive cost prohibitive one. But what if we started to convert our ordinary non-vintage cars into EVs? Have we thought about that? Could that work? Could it be cost effective? I'm just throwing the idea out there. What do you think? Now, this is a great one. Drax has partnered with Miner to offer two new payment electric vehicle products to its business customers. The new payment products aim to help businesses where its employers drive company EVs, which they charge either at home or on the road, by automatically directing the expenses to the company. When charging at home, Miner Home Charge pays drivers charging costs direct to their energy supplier. The business drivers charging on the road, Miner Charge Pass allows them to combine the costs in a single monthly invoice sent directly to their employer. Business drivers will no longer have to pay to charge or claim any expenses, as all costs will be charged back to their employer each month. Adam Hall, Director of Energy Services at Drax, said, We're always looking for ways to improve our business customers' experience and offer them access to the services they've told us they need. We think it's a great idea here at EV Comply. And ending on this bizarre story, a brand new Ford Mustang Mach-E that a Metro Vancouver man ordered from a dealership in Surrey seems to have vanished. Yep, you heard me right, it's disappeared. Now, the purchase agreement was written up in July 2022 for $70,400 plus tax. Now, buyer Ryan Lopez was told the car would take several months to build and be delivered which isn't unusual, he was expecting a long wait for an EV anyway, but he became frustrated when he called the dealer for an update several weeks later and they couldn't find any history of his car even being ordered. He wasn't on the system at all, apparently. Now, when he called Ford Canada, they confirmed the Mustang had been ordered and it would be ready at the end of December. He was even able to monitor its progress online. So Lopez decided that he would call again the dealership and they said, yes, we can see your car. They can see the VIN number, everything, and it's on their forecourt right now. Yet a few days later, the dealership said again it didn't have the vehicle and didn't know where it was. Now, it's very, very strange, this one, because the price of a Mustang Mach-E has increased by nearly £10,000 since he made the order, and he said he would appreciate the credit for the difference in price from the manufacturer and the dealership, and what was supposed to be a happy experience has just become a nightmare. Imagine waiting all those weeks and then that happening. Oh, you'd be furious, wouldn't you?
So that's all from me. I'm back with you next Friday. As ever, from everybody here at EV Comply, you have a fantastic weekend and be sure to check out our website ev-comply.com and see how we can help to streamline your installations. Thank <laughs> you.